Hey, it's Larry. Uh, Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Real quick, before we get into this episode, I had such an amazing, eye-opening, life-changing experience at the World Parkinson Congress in Kyoto that I want others to have that opportunity, too. So Becca Miller and I and 24 of our PD community friends have launched a year-long WPC Travel Grant Fundraiser. We're each doing a two-week Facebook fundraiser. Mine's underway right now because my birthday's January 9th. All the money raised will be used to help offset travel costs so more people with young-onset Parkinson's can attend the next WPC in Barcelona in 2022. You can search out details on the When Life Gives You Parkinson's Facebook page or donate directly to the WPC website. Go to wpc2022.org slash yopdfund. If you or your business would like to supply matching funds... Hey, good on you. Email me at parkinsonspot at curiouscast.ca. And now, on with the show. It's time for another extra dosage episode of When Life Gives You Parkinson's. Hi, I'm Larry Gifford. And I'm Nikki Reitmeyer. Extra dosage episodes are those in-between bits, special bonus content to get you through to the next full episode. Nikki, I just returned from a trip to Florida. Oh, how nice is that? Oh, yeah. I'd like to go back. Uh, But I went to go see my family, to check out Harry Potter World at Universal Studios, and to get away from the winter weather a bit. Family, airplanes, international travel, amusement parks. I feel like that's stress enough for anyone, especially anyone with a young child, let alone somebody with Parkinson's. It makes me tremor just to think about it. Yeah, how did it go? (laughs) It was uh, great. It was awesome. Uh, It it was crazy and funny and hectic and not as stressful as I anticipated. Uh, For the travel part, I had my walking sticks. Great. Yeah, so that was uh, really important uh, to get through the airports and to take them through security. And it was the first time I'd really traveled with them, and so I, was, I wasn't sure how they were going to handle that. So they took my walking sticks and put them on the belt. They gave me a cane to go through if I wanted it, and they gave me a seat on the other side. I mean, they were really nice. Uh, so that was great. When we first checked in at Delta, I explained to them that I have Parkinson's disease, and I asked for a golf cart to transport me over at the layover in Minneapolis because it's a really big airport. Uh, and before we even boarded in Vancouver, I was summoned. passenger Larry Gifford. Because of the note in the system about my desire for assistance on the layover, right. they asked me if I wanted a wheelchair to, to board the plane. So, so I did decline the, the wheelchair, but I, I asked to pre-board and re-emphasize my needs at the layover. So you can pre-board. Right? Yeah, we'll, we'll need a um, transportation between the gates in Minneapolis. Great, thank you. At this time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we would like our pre-boarding process. We would like to invite passengers who need additional time and assistance to board the aircraft, but you may do so through gate E87. Again, thank you for choosing Delta. We have bus on Thank you very much. So we got on the plane and found our way to row 30, where apparently they instinctively just gather all the families. I stowed my walking sticks in the overhead, sat in the aisle seat so I could easily get up and stretch my legs during the flight or if I had the urgent need to pee. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> and uh, sat back down and, uh, and enjoyed the flight. Uh, when we landed in Minneapolis, I was greeted with a wheelchair. I was hoping for a golf cart, but yeah. they, they had a wheelchair and poor Johnny, a young man with Delta. He was assigned to push me through four terminals to our next gate. Uh, he got his workout, uh, <laughs> saved me a lot of pain and cramps in my feet and legs. 
Um, and it wasn't really the most natural, comfortable position for me to be in. It, it, you feel very vulnerable when you're in a wheelchair. Yeah, someone else is pushing you for sure. Yeah, and it's I'm like, oh boy, I felt like I, my life was flash forwarding like 20 <laughs> years. Uh, but I, I, I don't regret doing it. But you just you just sort of have to swallow hard when you do that. You're like, I know I can walk, but it, it would hurt me on the other side like, over time. Like just sort of having to do that in a hurry across the airport. I may stumble. It's just better to be safe. Airports are a really fast-paced place. So it can be difficult, for sure, if you have any kind of disability and you're trying to move quickly in what is already a stressful situation. And I was offered a wheelchair at every step of the way uh, through the airports and, and declined sometimes and accepted sometimes. So at Universal Studios... I read about this special attraction assistance pass for people who have trouble standing in lines. Oh. I said, well, let's check that out. That sounds like me. Uh, they also have wheelchairs and scooters to rent, but I had my walking sticks, and we weren't in a hurry because we left Henry with his grandma. Great. So you and Rebecca uh, so, could take all the time in the yeah, world that you needed to cruise around. we didn't have to, to like, race around. around the park, and so I was like, I'll be fine. So when we arrived, my wife, Rebecca, and I went to guest services. Uh, I have uh, Parkinson's, and I was looking for some uh, the assistance pass, the traction assistance pass. Okay, how does it affect you when you wait in the queue? Uh, it, my feet cramp up. Okay, um, with that, we would have to recommend a wheelchair for the day. Oh, okay. Um, and you can go through the queues with the wheelchair. All of our queues are ADA compliant, so you can push it right through. There's no pass needed for it. Uh, I'd prefer to just use my walking sticks. I mean, you, you can, but for the issue that you're you're letting us know about, we do offer the wheelchair. Okay. Um, that's those are the accommodations that we offer. If you have issues, any mobility issues, we offer wheelchair usage. Okay. It's kind, but can we just get the the shorter line, like the faster line, so they don't have to wait in line so long? We have to recommend the wheelchair from what you're from what you're letting us know. You and there's need help there's with. no in between. No, wait a minute, it's a mobility issue. We do have to We offer accommodations of wheelchairs. Okay. Okay. Thanks. We thought that was weird, but then when we were walking away, the lady behind the glass asked one more question. Do you have any other concerns while waiting in the queue? I'm sorry? Do you have any other concerns while waiting in the queue? Uh, Well, I mean, I I may tremor, may disturb other people when I shake, but... So, which is, is that something that can be helped with the wheelchair? No. Okay, so, how does that, the tremor, the, 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 the tremors, how does that affect you in the queue? Well, I'll just be moving around, you know, uncontrollably at times. Okay, so it's, uncomfortable. it's anxiety, uncomfortable. anxiety and uncomfortable? Yeah. Okay. How many people in your party? Just the two of us. Okay. I'll go ahead and issue it for that because, you know, okay. that will assist you with the lines. Right. Um, let me get your park tickets. Is it just for today? Yes. Yeah. It's on, it's those? on, yeah. But you have it on your thing, right? You yeah, take a picture? I do. So what did we learn from that? Don't tell them you have a mobility issue. Tell them you have anxiety. Yes. Because she asked specifically, she was waiting to see this, get the keywords. Right. For, yeah. And... Maybe they know that anxiety is a is a symptom of Parkinson's. I don't well, I th- know. I think she was just trying to help. She us. was just trying to help us out. But it's interesting because if you go to Mobility, both the airport and here, they immediately went to, "Oh, you need a wheelchair." Right. It's like, no, we just need to not wait in line for an hour for everything. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So interesting. It is interesting. Tip for the day. I know, right?
So I guess had I been with my son, I, I likely would have rented a scooter for the park. We arrived at 1030. I was beat by three. Like That's just, a lot of walking. Yeah, it's a lot of walking. Um, and we did sit down at the three broomsticks and had some lunch. And, oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Uh, we, we did park in the $35 level instead of the $25 lot, which put us in the parking garage on the same level as the park entrance, which was great. Mm. So we didn't have to like maneuver from far out reaches of the park. We were like right by the park and just could walk straight in. So 10 extra bucks, very well spent. Very well spent. And now the, the main purpose of this trip to Florida was to see my mom, where she lives, uh, and reconnect with my siblings. This was the first time my brothers and sister had seen me in person since my diagnosis in August 2017. Oh, I thought the main purpose of this trip was to go to Harry Potter World. That's what it turned out to be. No, uh, it, it was it was really to see family, and we we had eighteen people in a beach house. Wow! On Anna Marie Island off the Gulf Coast near Tampa, my mom brought a bunch of old photos to share and reminisce to sort of get us in the spirit of family. Check that out. Oh, right. Let me see that. Let me see that. Grandma and Grandpa. Oh, that's you. Awesome. Wow. Before kids. That's awesome. Hey, Mom, do you yeah. saw the bull you cut my hair with on that? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I wearing? That is an awesome outfit. There you go. Here's here's my holding that's funny, man. It must have been really special seeing all those old photos and reconnecting with everyone after so long. Oh, yeah, it was great. And lots of laughs, lots of laughs. We played games and just, it was a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I feel a tingling in my <laughs> There were even some jokes about Parkinson's that I had requested. <laughs> so this guy goes into a nursing home. His wife died, and he's, uh, he's upset, right? So he won't eat dinner. And so this lady comes up to him, she's like, what's wrong? Well, every time I would eat dinner, my wife would hold my... Yeah. Yeah. And so this lady was like, well, I can do that for you. So she would come in, they would always meet up. She was like, I don't want anything serious, you know, just, we'll just, I'll help you eat dinner. That'd be it. Well, you know, a couple weeks go by and then he doesn't show up. She goes around the nursing home looking for him. Going in a couple rooms where you at. She finds him with eating dinner with another lady. She's like, You stood me up. Why? Well, I found somebody else to hold it for me and she's got Parkinson's. That's pretty good. You wanted a joke? You got a joke. That's pretty good. Now, you got, you got to work on the presentation, it'll make it better. I'm, I'm a terrible joke teller. But. After a few days, I asked my brothers Bruce and Dan and my sister Tracy to sit down and, and chat about Parkinson's. You know, we first introduced them in episode two titled Sharing the News, Saying I Love You, and The Larry Filter. This is the first time you've seen me since my diagnosis. And we've spent a couple of days together. And I was curious about how you're feeling now. My brother Dan chimed in first. Your beard got longer. <laughs> <laughs> I, For me, I feel like we were imagining what you would look like and and I feel like I see less of that than I expected 100% okay. I, I think it's in your mind you 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 assign Parkinsonisms to you that you hear about or that you see other people and not being around you you don't know how much they've affected you and and there's you know not as many as what I thought, but I'm sure that there's things that happen that we don't see. Yeah. 
for sure. Yep. Well, and I think too, like when you talk about your walking sticks and stuff, I imagined you had to walk with those all the time. Mm. And I have seen you with them only when you've gone to the beach. Yeah, so when I use those when I'm going to be in a crowded area, or if I'm going to be, if I know I'm going to be going long distances, or at the at the grocery store, and if I'm not going to push the cart, then I usually have the walking sticks. But you know, so yeah, it's it's more of a um, support and security. So like when I'm commuting to work and going down the street and to the bus stop, and so I don't trip over myself. But like without them, I have to be more mindful about picking out my feet and sure. pushing off with my toes and yeah so i think like dan said it's you definitely imagine and you make it worse in your head than it really is and not to say it's not bad it's noticeable your shuffle you know the fact that you you drag one side more than the other that's noticeable mm-hmm. but um it's it's not as bad as i had in my head what did, you have in your head? what did you have in your head? Well, like I said, that you were using your walking sticks all the time. That you couldn't, like, and I've seen you do steps, and I've seen you play in the pool, and, like, that... Like, I saw him play pickup sticks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was rude, by the way. <laughs> for your wife to my bring pickup sticks. I was very wrong of my wife to do that, and I called her out for it. <laughs> but it was funny. Yeah, so, so like, watching you play in the pool and, and just be interactive with everybody and... Honestly, it felt so good last night. All of us just kind of sitting around the table, bullshitting and laughing our asses off was awesome to me. Mm-hmm. And watching you play in the pool today with everybody, that just like gave me a good, warm feeling. It was good. And we made some good food. We made some good food. <laughs> you guys did a great job. I ate some job. good food. Yeah, I ate some good food <laughs> Thanks too. Thanks for making it. <laughs> I think I've not noticed your like a shake at all. I well, haven't either. The levodopa helps with that yeah. tremendously. Now, with yep. the, now that we have that balance out, I mean, I used to shake a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and the medication is to the point now where we've got, I think we've got it figured out. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have to self-report. I, I think I was uh, channeling you today when I was running. I did full Superman on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tripped over a rock and I went down, hands and knees, and I thought... This must be what Larry felt like, but he did it on a sidewalk. (laughs) And I look up, and there's a guy coming at me. I'm like, oh, I hope that guy didn't see. And it was Bruce. (laughs) you see it? I did not. I did see the marks in the sand, though. (laughs) So I feel for you. Are you having conversations with people in your life about Parkinson's? Like, like whether it's at work or just friends? Yeah, I share a lot. It's, 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 you know... Especially with my leadership team at the office, you know, we we kind of before each meeting, each leadership meeting, we'll have like we'll call it a go round, and you talk about something going on in your life that's not work related, and you know, I share that you know that you've been diagnosed, and I share kind of progress, and you know that I was coming on this trip, and they were so excited that you know I was mm-hmm. going to get a chance to spend some time with you and with the family together, and and it's it's therapeutic to be able to talk about it. Um, and I share, you know, with different people I run into about the podcast and about what you're doing. People that I grew up and went to high school or college with that know you. People I run into at Otterbein that you know. Um, you know, they all send, you know, their well wishes and, and their sympathies. But they're like, you know, if there's anything I can do. Um, and then they just recollect something about, you know, how much fun it was when Larry did this. Or, 
Um, just they bring it brings back great memories and, and stories. So um, it's great to hear that stuff and, and to know that, that your support network is wider than you think it is. Yep, same. Uh, talk about it at work, um, and you know the other the other thought I had was you know as you know I'm struggling with a bad back and and uh, when I'm having a bad day I, I think well what am I what am I whining about so you're you're helping put you know other things in perspective for me you're well, applying I, the Larry filter <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means Tracy has a Larry filter oh and it's right. that okay well it's, then yes <laughs> yes I am it's trademarked now <laughs> yeah I mean it's and it's free yeah. No, but it does. It does. It just kind of puts things in perspective. I think about yeah. your bad back. I go, well, what am I wanting about? <laughs> Thank you. That's a nice filter. One of those. <laughs> yes, um, I do talk about it uh, with friends and with some coworkers. Um, I have a coworker whose husband's best friend has Parkinson's, and they've begun to listen to the. They're in Alabama, and they've begun listening to the uh, podcast, and it's made a. A difference for them and she's completely well they are completely inspired by you and and what you're doing and um, we we talk about it frequently you guys have been listening to the podcast any anything that any questions you have or anything that stick out in your mind as you listen that you maybe something you learned or something you you taken with you I'll just tell you that I'm impressed by the, the the type of people that you're talking to, the the level of depth that you get to with these people, and and just the awareness that you're bringing to the community. That I don't know, you know, I don't know enough about it, but I know way more than I ever did. And I think that there's probably people out there and people that are family members that of people that have Parkinson's that are learning more about you know what's going on on the research side, what what do these things mean, and, and how is Parkinson's different for each person that has it? Um, because I think it's one of those things that if you don't know, you don't know, and you just assume Parkinson's is the same for everybody. But you find out that no, everybody has it. It, it behaves differently for different people. And I think that that's great, the awareness that you're bringing. Um, and that, you know, I, and I've told you before, I think Nikki does a fantastic job, you know, in her role. And, and it's gotta be really hard doing that with her boss and say sure you know um but i think that she brings you know she brings it back you know regularly and it's to me it's it's a it's a weekly thing that you know dean i'll be like hey did you listen to the podcast today yeah i think that i love the way that you guys are doing it where it's almost like uh you know you got a series going on and you've got characters and you go somewhere else and you'll bring a character back quote-unquote character someone we know from before and I think like Dan just said it helps it helps show the difference because each one of those folks and and I give them full credit for opening up and and sharing the way they they feel and think that's awesome it wouldn't work without without them Um, but you can go talk to someone and then you come back to someone else with a totally different set of symptoms and circumstances and it just I think it really puts a punctuation uh, mark on it like Dan said great no, I, to- I completely agree, and I think that you probably are making a difference for people more than you even realize, and probably more than what um, more than what they respond to you. Um, I've had people reach out to me saying, "Hey, thanks for sharing your brother's bo- podcast. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have Parkinson's, and it's somebody I knew from twenty years ago." 
and they have learned so much just from listening to you and um you know it's and then somebody else whose brother also has parkinson's and is just like you know let me know if you need anything this i've been dealing with my brother having this for a very long time kind of thing so i think that you're affecting people more than you know you are and and i think that's important for you to know but um you know i've already told you this weekend you know every wednesday when i listen i a lot of times will find myself like crying on the way to work listening to it. Well, really, that was my goal to make my sister cry. <laughs> well, mission well, accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> doesn't, take, doesn't take a lot. And she usually cries on the way to work anyhow. <laughs> I do have a question. So, um, so I love the fact that you, and we talked a little bit about some of the technology and using the, you know, the iPhone when you're going out and about and all that. Um, as you're going into, into these places, are you giving these people a heads up that you're doing this or how, do, how does that or do you just walk in and do it and people look at you kind of funny because you're recording them? Uh, well, like, for example, like... Uh, like when you went to do the uh, the, uh, the oil. I was going to say the CBD yeah. oil. The dispensary. Yeah. So, so the, in, in British Columbia, the dispensaries were shutting down because they were operating illegally and then they yep. were legalized, so they had to all shut down and get licensed. So we went before they were legal. Okay. So I hid the microphone. I oh. had the iPhone in my pocket and okay. had it recording the whole time. And okay, so, all right. Pick so, another topic. So somewhere else, where uh, you, when you go to do the boxing, the boxing, they all know that, and everybody's like the support group. Everybody agreed to be there to yeah. be recorded. Okay. Uh, so yeah, usually it's we get permission up front. To, Has anyone said no? I don't want to participate. Sure, yeah, for sure, and we respect that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and so, like the support group, we set up a special support group only for people who wanted to participate. Okay. So this is maybe as good as it gets. Do you think about the future, about where this is going? All the time. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you know we cherish the moments, and it's been great to get the family together and the extended family, and and see everybody like this. And, and I think it it reminds us how important family is, and and how precious you know health is. And um, it's one of those things that you know I'm I'm very pleased to see that you have progressed to what I'll call a lesser state than what I had in my mind. And, and that's, to me, that's comforting. Um, and I'm sure to you, you feel like it's, you've digressed way more than you ever could have imagined, but not seeing you every day, I see a different thing. And like I, we all said, I had you progressed at a different level in my mind, just out of, you know, ignorance, I guess is the best way to describe that. Or absence. Yeah. He's, he's kind of interesting. <laughs> well, I was giving Did you the benefit you do of the doubt. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate all the support that you guys give me, but also your families. Um, you know, you, Tracy, your son, is putting together a 5K. And uh, I know that uh, your daughter, Bruce, you raised money for her birthday for Parkinson's. And, you know, I, I feel support. And, you know, like your, your your son wanted to be here this weekend, and so he made special effort to get here. And, yeah. Um, and uh, that, that means a lot. It's um, it's hard being so far away, and so um, all those little things mean a lot to both Becky and I and Henry. And as we go through this and try to figure out what's next, what's well, what little we can do from where we're at. But right, yeah, and I, I think that you know Anthony putting together that uh, the five k is is his way of you know of doing, like you said, what little we can 
and uh, and I'm really proud of him for and his wife and his family for what they're they're putting into this. What would you tell other people who have relatives that are diagnosed with Parkinson's? People like you, similar to Chris Sam's. I would. It's going to sound a little self-promoting for you, but I mean, they need to listen to the podcast. I think that would help them understand what, mm-hmm. you know, what we didn't know from, from the beginning. I think it's been great. I'd tell them to, to spend time with, you know, with their family member that has it, um, even as hard or as far away as they might be. Um, because I think it, it, it brings a level of awareness. It, it, it's, in a weird way, it's comforting to see you going through this back to the same thing of um, now I have a, a gauge of where it's at and then you know I, I'm hopeful that we don't have this much space between us from the next time we get together as a group or at least that we get to see you individually whether we're in Canada or you're back in the States but um, I think you, you've got to have proximity um, and you got to give more than distance support and, and part of that's just by being around and, and doing things and, and you know I don't think we've treated you any differently, no. um, and I think that that's important. Well, you still pick thing. on me. You still exactly. beat me up. No. <laughs> You're an easy target. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I'm, playing, right? you know, I'm playing ping pong left-handed and Dan's kicking my ass. <laughs> I played right-handed and I'm left-handed. We well, all know whatever. <laughs> well, and, and Erica and I were talking on the beach today how there are things that we've noticed and it breaks our heart, but we we don't want to treat you different because we know you don't want us to treat you different. And at the same time, we want to treat you different because we want to help you. Um, but as much as it breaks our heart and as much as it's okay or, or not easy, but um, easier for, for us to act like it's not there, we also, at the, in this very same breath, said, Becky doesn't get to do that. And so... So that's, I mean, for us, we're here for a couple of days and we can say, yes, we've seen it. Yes, it gives us some comfort to know it's not as bad as it was in our heads. But at the same time, Becky doesn't get to ever do that. And so, so I have a lot of, of, I've always had a lot of respect for Becky, but a, a continued growing respect for Becky and what she goes through and, and that she doesn't ever get to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, my heart breaks for you, of course, um, but it breaks for her as well. Yeah. So what would you tell somebody, maybe a friend of yours, whose brother gets Parkinson's, what advice would you give them? Um, just to, A, learn as much as you can about the disease and to, to um, be as supportive as you can in the way that he or his caretaker or significant other or whoever needs you to be um but let it be at their at at their pace or their what they need versus what you need i think that i would reiterate what they both said it's you know learn learn about it but also do the best you can to to spend the real time and that's that's going to continue to be a hard one for us right with the with the distance so uh so you're going to have to move. <laughs> Ohio sounds like a really nice oh, yeah. place to live. 40 below, I love it. <laughs> um, so um, it's great to see you guys. It, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're Likewise. here. Likewise. Oh, I think uh, it's great to get us all together. Yeah. Well, I, I love you guys. I love you too, we buddy. Love you. Too. 
Well, let me ask you a question. Okay. What would you tell people whose sibling just was diagnosed with Parkinson's and what would you tell them that they need from their newly diagnosed sibling the most? Did I just say that right? I don't know. I don't think it, I did. You Probably can, not. You'll edit it out. Don't worry. You'll edit it. Yeah, we'll do this in post. <laughs> <laughs> you can fix that in post, right? <laughs> what would you tell the siblings that their newly diagnosed sibling needs most from them? Um, with, they need to ask that person what they need. Uh, and sometimes it may be nothing right then. And sometimes it may be um, a hug. It could be um, help taking care of something like because everybody's symptoms are so different it's up it's the communication is really key uh and and because it progresses so differently for everybody you don't know you know this week i might not need anything and then in two three months i may be like oh crap i i need help uh and so i, I think just uh communication is, is key and and learning about it like you guys talked about and uh and understanding that this isn't, they call it a progressive disease, but it's not a natural progression. It's not like it gets gradually worse. It could be, I could have the worst day today and the best day tomorrow, and then it slides back. And so it's really erratic. Uh, so just because I can do something today doesn't mean I can do it tomorrow. And I think one of the great things about being around family this week is it's actually, um, you know, made it easier. Um, for whatever reason, you know, I, I'm, I'm responding positively to the love and the energy and the support. And, and it's not, you know, my, my symptoms are, are lesser than they were last week. That's good. I'm glad awesome. to hear that. Yeah. Well, what do you need? Um, if you guys could send cheese, that'd be great. <laughs> we're on it. Really we're all over it. <laughs> uh, yeah, wine would be great. Uh, you know, I, I think we, we, we just need to commit to continuing to talk to each other and, and finding time to do this. I mean, this we, we, it's been 20 years since we've all been on vacation together, and it shouldn't be another 20 because you know, I'll be a mess by then. And I'll be really old. You'll be old. <laughs> I'll be old for crying out loud. So, but thanks. Thanks for making this happen. And that is your extra dosage. Coming up on the next episode of When Life Gives You Parkinson's. But basically, each line is a gene. They may discover the, the, the cause. This is um, Larry's genome. They may develop um, disease-modifying drugs. So why is Larry in, in Canada? I don't know. Is it because God knew that you had this terrible disease and then... You have a different, you know, medical treatment up there. You know, to have that hope, to know from a faith point of view that, you know, God is sovereign. And all you can do is, is live your life to bring glory to Him uh, every day. And that is, it's as simple as that. I find myself, you know, um, pretty much every day saying prayers for different people for different things. And, and you're every day in my prayers. I feel, I feel the prayers coming at me and it's, uh, it's powerful. From Curious Cast, this is When Life Gives You Parkinson's. If you'd like to help spread the word, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free to this podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you get your streaming audio. You can also listen at CuriousCast.ca. Here's a real simple way to spread the word and raise awareness for Parkinson's disease. Engage with us on social media. 
On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just look up at Parkinson's Pod or email us parkinsonspod at curiouscast.ca. And be sure to check out the show notes for more information about what you heard today. And a big thanks to our guests, Bruce Gifford, Dan Gifford, Tracy Cherry, and Rebecca Gifford. And a special thanks as well to Larry's mom, Marty Gifford, for bringing the whole extended Gifford clan together. When Life Gives You Parkinson's is written and hosted by me, Larry Gifford, and Nikki Reitmeyer. Dila Velasquez is our story producer and sound design by Rob Johnston. Keep positive. Keep exercising. And keep listening. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.